This is episode number 223, and today we'll talk about two words that every Christian should try to avoid. Welcome to the Practical Christian Podcast. My name is Travis Albritton, your friendly neighborhood Bible teacher. Each week, we'll dive into the tips, tricks, and hacks that you can implement in your daily life to become a more effective Christian. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into your daily dose of practical Christian training. So I picked up this bad habit as a young Christian. Uh, Whenever someone came to me looking for help, either answering a question or wanted some advice or some feedback on something, I felt like I always had to come up with an answer. Have you ever felt that way before? You know, a friend of yours, somebody that you know is like, hey, I've got this situation. I'm not sure what to do. What do you think I should do? And most of the time, I would be able to either offer some advice that I had obtained from someone else and put into practice in my own life and seen how it works, or, you know, I could point them to a scripture that directly spoke to their question. But when I couldn't do that, or sometimes when I just felt lazy and didn't feel like finding a scripture, I would say two words that do more harm than good. I think. I think. Now, these two words though very innocently spoken, should be avoided at all costs, (laughs) all right? Starting an answer with, well, I think, is not what you want to be doing. And it's not because you have bad intent or because what you're saying isn't valuable, that your opinion isn't valuable, but mainly because it, it misses the point of this whole Christian thing that we're doing, which is to point people to God, as the source of wisdom and knowledge and understanding, right? Because when someone asks for advice and you give them a scripture that addresses that question, you've helped someone go to God for the wisdom that they're seeking. You are strengthening that spiritual Bible study muscle, right? But when you substitute that with your thoughts, even if they're great ideas, great thoughts, very wise, sage advice, you are sacrificing an opportunity to help that person build their own convictions on God's word, right? The worst thing you can do is create your own group of followers, your own, you know, group of people that follow you and do what you say they should do and follow your opinions and your ideas and your advice instead of following God. Does that make sense? Now, this happens very innocently. This happens without you even realizing that it's happening, But the more that you say, well, I think you should do this, or I think in this situation you should say this, you're you're building a bad habit in this other person. Does that make sense? So so I want to kind of reorient kind of why I'm I'm harping on this, because you might think I'm kind of over overstating the seriousness of this. Um but but here's the thing, right? You are not the source of wisdom right? There is literally nothing that you can offer that is better than what God has to offer. God is the source of wisdom. That's what the whole first section of Proverbs is about, is how we should love wisdom. And the way that we get wisdom is by obeying God's commands. Now, in 1 Corinthians, you know, Paul even teaches that God shames the wise of this world by revealing himself and his divine wisdom to the simple-minded, the people that nobody thought anything of the people that are discounted, right? And and even kind of pokes fun at the the sage and the and the, you know, debaters of that time saying, 
that's great that you have all this wisdom, but you missed God. So how smart can you really be? So when you are able to point someone to the source of the wisdom that you have, the scripture, the biblical teaching, the principle that underlies the advice that you're giving, you're teaching that person how to fish. You're teaching them how to, for themselves, discover the answers to their questions because you're pointing them to the Bible. You're pointing them to scriptures that they can read, that they can study, that they can uh, embrace personally instead of saying, well, so-and-so told me this is what I should do, so that's why I did it, right? That's very different than, you know, I asked for advice, they gave me this passage or this scripture or this story, and I went and studied it out and really came to understand what God is teaching, and I've been able to implement that not just in that one situation, but in other situations as well. That's, that's what you want. You want to equip somebody in that way. But when you give someone your opinion, thank you, Hazel, you're simply just giving them a fish. You're just meeting their need in the moment, right? But then the next time something happens, they haven't learned how to find the answer from God. And so they come to you instead. So when I do give advice, when somebody asks me for advice, when somebody asks me a question, I always try to give them a scripture. Now, I'm not perfect. I don't always have a scripture to share. I'm going to hit on this in a second. Um, But I make it my goal. Every single time I offer someone advice, I give them a scripture. And a passage that I think really communicates the spirit of what we're talking very well is Ephesians 4, starting in verse 11. And here we're going to see some, some really cool ideas that I think apply to what we're talking about. So starting in verse 11, it says, uh, talking, about, talking about Jesus, uh, it says, And he gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of ministry, for building up the body of Christ until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God to maturity, to a full-grown man, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, We are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ, from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. And so my personal goal, what I aim to do whenever I give someone advice, is to help them become mature, right? What Paul talks about here, you know, uh, attaining the unity of the faith and the full knowledge of the Son of God to maturity, right? So that we're not going to be tossed and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes, right? You want to have a rock-solid foundation in your faith, and that only comes through building your convictions on Scripture. That does not come by following your pastor's advice. That doesn't come from following your best friend's advice, right? It doesn't happen. When a person who is not God is your primary source of wisdom and advice. So you don't want to lead that person astray. You don't want to lead the person that's asking you for advice towards something that's not God. So next time someone asks you for advice, use a scripture with your answer. If you don't know one, then make sure that you say something to the effect of, this is just my opinion, but here is what I think, X, Y, Z. You know, so don't don't say this is what you should do because you kind of give the impression that th- you need to follow this as if it was coming from 
scripture. And I've, I've been guilty of that. I've, I've given advice in that kind of way in order to either get someone to do what I think they should do or just negligently without really thinking through what I was doing. So either make it really clear that this is just an opinion and not necessarily something that you need to treat as scripture or just humble out and say, you know what, let me go find a scripture for you that, I, that will really help you with whatever you're going through and follow up with them later. Totally fine. And when you do that, it actually forces you to grow because now you're going to the Bible to look for answers and it helps the other person grow as well because they're not coming to rely on you for all the answers to their burning questions, but they're learning to rely on the word of God to help guide their life. That is it for today. If you like what you heard, make sure to leave an honest review in Apple Podcasts and subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. I want to give a special thanks to all of my patrons who help keep this podcast ad-free. You guys are amazing. And if this episode helped you in some way, please pass it along to anyone you think would benefit from listening to it. Every day is an opportunity to grow closer to God and make a positive impact on the people around you. Take action with what you've learned and help make the world a little more like heaven. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.